And that music means it's the start of your weekend. It's Friday morning, October 25th. This is Christy Dillaway. I'm joined by Rudy Tesnow today on The Morning Mix. Hey, Rudy. Good morning, Christy. How are you this morning? I'm great. Welcome back from your trip. Thank you so much. Long trip in Africa. Maybe we'll get some highlights of that later in the show. Well, I hope we have time for that. Well, it's Friday, and there's a lot going on. It's the weekend before Halloween. It's fall festivities. There's a lot of great entertainment going on in our area, and we're going to talk to a lot of those people on the show. Today, uh, top of the hour, we're going to talk to Bill Curtis. He is the scorekeeper and announcer on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And I got to go to that show last night, and it was a fantastic And time. I'm going tonight. All right. So they're doing two nights in Salt Lake City recording down there at the Eccles Theater. So we're super excited to talk to him because I listen to that show every Saturday morning here on KPCW. Then we will talk to uh, Tammy King. She's the original member and fiddle player of the Steel Drivers. They're a Grammy Award-winning bluegrass and country and Americana band. They're playing at Egyptian Theater all this weekend. She's going to be in the studio talking with us. And we'll talk to uh, um, and Patty Smythe. We're going to hear have a phone call from her. She's playing at DeJoria Center tonight. Patty Smythe and Scandal. So a lot of people to talk to. That'll be a lot of fun. And, and uh, really interested in hearing, hearing what these folks have to say about their bands and about their music. Yeah, so you want to stay tuned. We're going to do all that, plus a long rundown of the weekend events. That is all to come on The Morning Mix. Stay tuned. Back by popular demand, The Steel Drivers, Grammy winner for Best Bluegrass Album. This group of seasoned veterans brings new music with the old feeling to the historic Egyptian theater, October 25th through the 27th, with reduced price tickets Friday. Tickets and information available at parkcityshows.com or the box office at 328 Main Street. The Egyptian Theater is a nonprofit organization and a KPCW supporter. Where rainbows never die. It's time to live PC, give PC. Did you know this radio station, KPCW, is a nonprofit? We rely on your donations to stay on the air and online, giving you great music, news, weather, and, coming soon, snow reports. If you like what you're hearing, why not consider giving? Head to our website, kpcw.org, click on the Live PC, Give PC link, and show us some love. And this is the morning mix. Christy Dillaway with Rudy Tesnow. I want to let you know that Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is an NPR news quiz that is broadcast on KPCW every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. And it's often the thing that I use to pull me into thoughtful consciousness from a weekend slumber. Wait, Wait is and its cast and crew are in Salt Lake City right now taping two live shows at Eccles Theater last night and tonight. And as such, we were lucky enough to convince Bill Curtis, the show's judge, scorekeeper, and deep-voiced announcer, to join us on the phone this morning. Bill, welcome to The Morning Mix on KPCW. Hi, Christy. Well, maybe there aren't many deep voices left. Oh, I'm just so, so excited uh, to have you say my name and talk to me. <laughs> so, Christy, Christy, is Rudy there, too? Yes, sir. How are you this morning? Oh, God, I'm great. We had a great show last time. So. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, I have to say, and and that was How your 
your 1,000th show, from what I understand. Pretty amazing. Uh, back over 20 years, uh, either 10 or 20, I joined them. Uh, oh, they tell me it's five years ago, but I think it was about three. And it's been a, a lot of fun. I you know, have a background in, in journalism uh, for about 50 years. And so you realize how little you get to smile and laugh when you're a news fan. And this job is all we do. Find find funny things, and I'm not the writer. Um, we have a great uh, team of writers, three, four, five, and uh, but I try to read it well. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because your background and your career is investigative journalism and a news anchor man, and 40 years of uh, documentary filmmaking, journalism, a degree in law, public speaking. How did they come to you to ask you to be on this funny, witty, silly game show? Well, Carl Castle, of course, was an iconic uh, uh, figure there at NPR. And he was straight as an arrow. Um, so uh, maybe they needed one, somebody who's old enough to act like an adult <laughs> and keep everybody in line. And the second is there is another kind of humor, you know, where straight and can be delivered straight uh, and still um, be funny. So, uh, and also, I happen to be a friend of Peter Sagal, so maybe that's the in. So how did you meet Peter Sagal? Uh, Bill, I'm just curious how that, how that relationship developed and, and how you all got together and, and how you came up with a concept for this show. Chicago is an interesting melting pot. So is Park City. But uh, Chicago has Second City, and, uh, you know, we had, uh, almost everybody who was in comedy went through there. Stephen Goldbear and, and uh, you know, so many others, Tina Fey. And so uh, Peter, uh, not that he went there, was kind of in this uh, mix. And so we would meet each other at the party or have mutual friends, and they say, well, hey, uh, Bill Curtis is uh, not on the air right now. He's, quote, retired. Uh, why don't you call him up and have him fill in for a day or, or a week or so? And uh, we just uh, kind of hit it off. Well, that's fantastic. It sure is an entertaining show, and and uh, the uh, the questions that you that you throw out to these uh, panelists uh, are, are super entertaining, and and uh, the uh, uh, the the banter that happens before you start asking those questions is, is super entertaining. Also, in fact, uh, uh, I wonder if you have any more uh, uh, Pierre Delecto jokes left. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly an ad lib, but you can be sure it won't make it in. I don't want to spoil your show for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you an interesting evolution we've had. You know, when uh, the president was uh, elected, why we thought, oh, my God, this is going to be a lifetime of material. And we started off really hot, and uh, kind of like Colbert. Colbert has continued, but we reached a point where it was a little dull. I mean, it was almost not funny anymore because it had become really serious. And now... You know, we want to make the Trump jokes, but minimize them when we can, not take advantage of it because, you know, we do have uh, both sides of the audience out there listening. And will we get, we'll get a lot of response on, well, you're too hard on Trump. Uh, so the show's on, on the road, 
And you guys have been doing that quite a bit, I think, lately, because I listen every week and it's always, you know, broadcast from this place or that place. And it's got to be a lot more work because you could just always show up at the theater in Chicago and do your weekend job. But um, traveling, uh, it's a lot more. Is it is it fun? Is it like what what is the goal? Obviously, you reach more people by doing live studio in in various parts of the country. Well, it's interesting. You get one out of town, and that's always a good thing. But it is harder for me. That I'm 79 years old and climbing on a plane, you know, uh, isn't uh, like it was when I was a, a CBS correspondent, uh, you know, working out of L.A. And then an anchor man. Uh, you lived on the plane. So, uh, first of all, there's the travel. And travel today is not like it used to be. It is, uh, has become the, the bus and the cattle car. And um, so that's just the physical uh, attempt. It's, um, but, and, and one says, oh, we get to see Salt Lake City and uh, all points in between. You're right, we're on the road a lot. But actually, we get to see the inside of an auditorium <laughs> in, in many places. Well, it's kind of like an old vaudeville team, you know, that will go and uh, look inside the trunk and then pull it out and, uh, and do your thing, and then you're on to the next uh, next bit. So uh, a two-day stay in Salt Lake City is a bonus. So we're all going to go out to the Natural History Museum and uh, spend our time well. You will enjoy that. Rudy's a pilot, so he knows that feeling of um, traveling all the time. And, and I used to travel for work, and I remember that feeling of getting to an elevator and being like, uh, what floor am I on? Where's my room? What city am I in? Like, you try to hone well, it back into, where? what am I know, doing right now? <laughs> it happened to me today. You know, it was early in the morning, <laughs> and I looked up and said, I want to turn the heat up. Where am I? What, what, oh, I must be in a hotel. Happens to me all the time, Bill. you got a sympathetic ear here. <laughs> hey, I hope, so I have one more question for you about Salt Lake City. So uh, last night they mentioned that, uh, you all mentioned that uh, Salt Lake City was the very first radio broadcast of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And today, or last night, the thousandth broadcast also in Salt Lake City. And I'm just curious, uh, is there was that coincidental, or is there any particular reason Salt Lake was picked for the first and the thousandth, thousandth um, uh, episode? Well, yes. Well, it, it was planned very carefully um, just to kind of draw the two ends together. And it was, I forget the, well, I was not around for the first uh, show, but uh, they were coming out of a studio, and they had been doing it actually by phone, and everybody on kind of a conference call would get in and and it's hard to judge what's really funny and the laugh. And many of the panelists are still with us. And someone, and Peter wasn't even the host. Um, so someone suggested, well, why don't you take it out to a live audience? And that was the magic. Um, because people, re well, you heard last night, I mean, explosive. Uh, for instance, uh, at the end, the very end of the show, where we asked the predictions of the panelists on what they think, well, uh, in 10 years, what the headline will be. And uh, Peter Gross had the laugh of the night when he said, um, Rudy Giuliani will read off his uh, federal prison identification yes. number. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there were a lot of uh, 
but that was certainly a highlight. You're right. There were a lot of uh, uh, a lot of interesting comments like that made last night, and I'm sure there will be a lot more tonight. And and uh, the the questions that the panelists get, uh, you vary those every night. I'm sure. I mean, you might you have There's to. There's different panelists tonight, actually. Uh, oh, yes, it's a different panel, so we can we can run most of the show. I'll tell you what's different is that we don't have any sponsors. Obviously, this one isn't going to be on the air. It's a little looser, a little bluer. And um, they're very clever for, uh, we have DAG sponsors, and it's my favorite because that's kind of uh, my uh, venue. And, oh, my God, it's, uh, it, it, it can be really funny. <laughs> so, so the two shows last night and tonight are being recorded, and then there will be two, they will become two of the broadcasts? Is that how it works? Yes. Um, last night will be the official show. Tonight will be sort of cannibalized. We'll have a—I don't even know who the guest is, but uh, they can use that interview and uh, a number of other places for uh, down the line for for future shows. And do you have any insider advice as to how a caller gets to be the contestant that starts the show? Give us the <laughs> tips. Like, <laughs> yeah. first of all, we get that uh, question from the audience every single show. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah, you know, we have five million uh, listeners that, uh, you know, just uh, the, the numbers will show that we'll have somebody drunk dialing in at that very <laughs> moment. But since, since we're not on the air, um, they send uh, requests in, and so their names go on a list, and, uh, you know, we'll choose uh, a name on the list. We don't know them, but uh, they're ready to go, and and uh, then they have to be lined up uh, because obviously we're not on the air, uh, but they will be. You know, uh, I think it's, it's when is it uh, there? In, in Saturday Chicago, morning, nine to ten a.m. Yeah, well, it's ours too. That's ten o'clock. That's what I always wondered. Do I call at that time, or do you need to? Yeah, how does one do it? So you you apply more or less, and then you yes, and then you know yes. that you'll be on. Okay. Yeah, you do. I used to try to get call on me. car talk. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of car questions. <laughs> That's right. We call that the fast track. Well, you know, it's it's really fun and it's really interesting uh, being a part of uh, of the audience that is uh, doing a live uh, uh, taping of a, of a radio show. Because the audience gets to see sort of uh, uh, the the uh, behind the scenes of, of how the the show is produced. Like at the end, you do some outtakes. You know, uh, there were some things that had to be redone, and and the audience still gets to participate and, and gets to uh, gets to kind of see that in in the works. And and that's that's a really interesting part of going to a live show. Yeah, we yours. don't have anyone watching us do this show. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if it would be very interesting. <laughs> Well, most of us in broadcasting are thankful for that. But you're right. We, we look at each other when we look out at a 2,000, 3,000, 8,000, uh, you know, audience, and they're raring to go. And we say, hey, this is a radio. This is just a radio show. We don't even dress up for this. You know, what would be interesting here? And yet, uh, it's a wonderful uh, listener of NPR. And they know the drill and want to see everybody in the flesh. Um, it wasn't the guy who stood up uh, at the end and almost gave his little monologue. 
I, we thought he was drunk. For yeah, a while. well, we were wondering about that too. <laughs> yeah, but you you have those, and I'll tell you what's what's unique. Uh, probably observed. It's almost like uh, a church, a really high rolling church, where there's a, a give and take. There's almost an interactive experience, and they feel like they can shout out um, and participate. For instance, uh, our our guest who is the, the tree canopy professor at the University of Utah, made a mistake of relying on on the uh, audience. You know, they'll start, it was E, or A, it was A or B, in the multiple choice. And uh, right. she did well. I don't <laughs> like it when they ask the audience too much. <laughs> well, as you, and I guess she uh, probably did better when she did it on her own rather than <laughs> listening to too much of the audience. Yes, yeah, she anyway. did, yeah. yeah. Well, Bill Curtis has joined us this morning. He is the scorekeeper and um, announcer on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. The show uh, brought was recorded live last night in Salt Lake City and again tonight. I'm going tonight. Rudy was there last night. Bill, we thank you so much for getting up this morning and joining us on the phone. And just say my name one more time. <laughs> Christy. Oh. This is Bill Curtis. Christy isn't here, but if you leave your message with me, I'll make sure she gets it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a prize that people can win. Bill you Curtis's voice on. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, and I'll see you tonight from a distance. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Christy. And really good to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Thank you, Bill, for that, and uh, we'll be right back. Support for KPCW comes from the Wasatch Brew Pub on top of Maine, serving pub fare and craft beer since 1986, offering a private event space, a dog-friendly seasonal patio, and weekend brunch. Wasatch Brew Pub. We drink our share and sell the rest. WasatchBeers.com Hi, Dan Dearden here, owner of Just Right Air, sponsor of KPCW Programming. Just Right Air has been advising Park City area homeowners to repair, replace, and maintain their heating and air conditioning since 2004. Details at JustRightAir.com. Well, you're listening to The Morning Mix on KPCW. I'm Rudy Tesno, along with Christy Dilloway. And uh, let's have a, have a quick look at the weather before we get into the rest of the show here. Right now we're at 26 degrees in Old Town Park City. We're headed for a high of 56 today. Sunny skies all day today, low of 32 tonight. About the same for tomorrow as well. And uh, nice sunny skies, 56 for the high tomorrow. And then Saturday evening, things change a little bit, according to the National Weather Service. We're showing about a 40% chance of snow showers developing Saturday night into Sunday, where it becomes about a 60% chance of snow. And then that kind of continues on into uh, the rest of Sunday and, and then into Monday morning. The temperatures will drop significantly between Saturday and Sunday. We're looking at a high in the mid-50s on Saturday and a high in the low to mid-30s on Sunday in Park City. Heber Valley right now showing 27 degrees out at the airport. We're headed for a high of 64 in the Heber Valley. Pretty much the same thing for tomorrow under sunny skies. And then uh, the high on Sunday dropping about a good 20 degrees plus uh, with a high of 39 in the Heber Valley on Sunday. So there you go. Monday it starts clearing out a little bit and then the whole story changes and who knows what it's gonna be then. All right, well coming up next in the studio, We'll have uh, Tammy King, who's the original member and fiddle player of the Steel Drivers, shows at the Egyptian Theater Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Here's a preview.
That's a sample of the Steel Drivers, the song called Ghosts of Mississippi. And in the studio with us this morning, we have Tammy King, original member and fiddle player of the Steel Drivers. Good morning, Tammy. Good morning. It's good so to be good to here. have you with us on the morning yeah. mix. No, it's great to be here. It's a gorgeous day here in Park City. Yes, Not too is. early for you, musicians. No, you know, we no, always well, wonder. Um, exactly. Normally, <laughs> as you can tell, I'm the only one present from the band. So. <laughs> I am the early riser. Well, they're getting some rest for tonight's that, that's show. That's right. They are. They're resting up. We we got in kind of on the late side last night, so they get they get a pass. It's all good. Sounds good. Well, uh, so your musical background, um, you, you grew up in Irving, Texas, from what I understand. Yes. And yeah. uh, you and I have that sort of in common because really? I grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area okay. also during part of it anyway. And, and then um, and then it's, at some point, your, your musical career sort of developed there, and then and then you moved to, to Tennessee, and, and uh, where a lot yes. of my relatives live, they all live. Uh, you you should know. join the band, Rudy. Well, I know. I, you know, uh, <laughs> in fact, they're listening, they're listening in uh, on on. Online on kpcw.org, and, and they're in Loretta, Tennessee, and Leoma and Lawrenceburg. You may know some of those areas because oh. they're just north of Muscle Shoals and Florence. Yes, I, I've driven through there many times. Yes, yes, indeed. So the question is, uh, with your uh, upbringing in Irving, Texas, which is sort of a suburb of Dallas, mm-hmm. um, there's uh, you, you're you are a, a bluegrass person, so <laughs> bluegrass didn't really, you know, that's not a, a big not thing a in that bed. area. But uh, but how did, how did that happen for you? Um, well, um, we were transplanted hillbillies. Okay. Actually, my dad um, and mom, who were both from uh, very far east Tennessee, um, actually they're both from the Hancock County, which borders southeastern Virginia that far up in that little tippy tip um, in east Tennessee. So my dad moved us out there when I was about five. He got a job in the printing industry there in Dallas. It was big at the time. Um, so, yeah, they, they brought their music with them and their love of bluegrass and old-time country. And, um, you know, that was just kind of part of how we grew up, having guitars and mandolins and fiddles around the house. And, and those were, you know, kind of my earliest memories. And my dad... Um, bought a mandolin when I was about five and showed me my first little two finger chords on it. And, um, so, you know, that, that's how that happened. So it was really in your blood, not, not necessarily a thing that happened because of uh, being in Texas. It was just really something in your family. Absolutely. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's always the story. Either the mom (laughs) made them take piano lessons or there were instruments around the house, which is great. I mean, I tried to put instruments around the house and see what would happen, you know? Yeah. But um, when people talk about bluegrass and the instruments, they call them traditional instruments. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering what makes a mandolin, fiddle, banjo, why are those traditional? Do you know that answer? Um, Well, they've been around a long time for sure. Um, And they're not amplified. So they're not 
electric instruments, uh, like you would think of as an electric guitar or an electric bass or a steel, which are kind of traditionally mm. thought of as more modern instruments. Um, you know, violins have been around for 400 years now, kind of the, the, the modern shape of what we call a modern violin. Uh, mandolins have been around since, well, different varieties for a couple hundred years as well. Um, acoustic guitars, you know, basses, all those Well, are they traditional American, or are they... No, no, no. no. All those instruments have their, their roots in, in Europe mainly. I mean, the banjo is actually considered an African instrument, um, which is, uh, if you go back and read your history, the, the whole banjo and fiddle that kind of came together in the South, it was from the slaves bringing in banjos from Africa as a traditional instrument, and then suddenly hearing this fiddle music from the Scotch-Irish settlers and on the plantations, they blended that together, and that's how they came up with this concept of a hoedown. So Whoa. it's fascinating. So interesting. Yeah, well, I'm I, a I, of a history nerd. I'm I sorry. Like I did it. not know the background and the connection to Africa. I just yeah. got back from Africa uh, just a really? couple of days ago. Really? banjos? And uh, didn't bring a banjo, but uh, but anyway. Uh, oh, my goodness. It's fascinating. It was, um, yeah. And if you're familiar at all with uh, Rhiannon Giddings, yeah. she's done a tremendous amount of research and history on the the roots of, of that music and how it kind of originated from that very same thing, the African heritage and um, the Scotch-Irish, and she's this prime living example. You know, her mother was African-American, and her father was um, a, a white man, and she grew up going to bluegrass festivals, but, you know. Aren't they like coastal Carolina, Carolina. too? Mm-hmm. And there's like a whole subculture a whole there subculture of, of that music. music. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing, really fascinating. Yeah, and what makes stuff. a violin a fiddle, or what's the difference between the two? Um, there really isn't a difference. Um, you can certainly have setup tweaks. You know, a lot of violinists will use a different type of string, and they may have a little bit higher action, a little bit more curve to their bridge. But any, any you know, my it's really my, all in the attitude. It, it's all in the attitude and the <laughs> style. Uh, my my quote unquote violin um, isn't set up with a typical you know kind of fiddle player setup. So. Because um, I grew up playing classical music as well, um, so it's it's just in how you approach it, how you play it. Interesting. So I have a question. The uh, uh, you have uh, been awarded a Grammy for best bluegrass album, yes, and that happened in 2016 <laughs> for the Muscle Shoals recordings, mm-hmm. and uh, that just must be an amazing feeling to win a Grammy and win the Academy Awards. I, t- tell us about that experience. Um, well. I can tell you now from personal experience that it's way more fun to go and win than to go and lose. <laughs> well, because we were nominated three other times before we actually went out there and won. I don't think there's any such thing as a loser. When you're nominated for an Academy Award, that is you're a winner. I mean, well, that that is true. But you're more of a winner when you're well, holding okay. that statue. No, no. <laughs> it just makes the whole experience that much sweeter. But um, it it is a phenomenal thing, and I have to say, um, you know, at our level. It, you know, Beyonce may go and win two or three Grammys every year, and she may not necessarily feel that in her career. But for us, winning a Grammy was huge. And it suddenly gave us um, so much more credibility. And um, it, it really, we felt it in album sales. We felt it in um, bookings. We felt it just across the board. 
Um, you were planning to sell out crowds. and Absolutely. And, uh, just, uh, in fact, tonight's sold out at Egyptian Opry. Theater. Unless Yay! you're a Pharaoh member, I think you can call and see if there's tickets. But yes, otherwise, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So it, it, it was a big deal. It really was for us. And, and you know, growing up, as I'm sure you guys probably did too, watching the Grammys, that was a big deal. And sitting there and dreaming and thinking, wow, someday, what if? And to have that happen and to really feel like that you're getting the validation from your peers, um, it's, it's, there's really nothing like it. And bluegrass music, I mean, you're not just bluegrass, but you fit well into that genre. But um, some fanatical fan, not, not in a bad way, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's such a subculture niche mm-hmm. um, music. But like we used to all go to Telluride Bluegrass. I used oh, to go to Telluride. And yeah. a, lot, a couple hundred people, I think, from Park City would go over there. And um, I switched to the Blues Festival. But um, I remember there would be people that would leave the festival to get in line for the next day. Oh, like taking wow. it so like and that Ooh. festival's huge. And you guys have played there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh are there other festivals like that where just huge gatherings of bluegrass fans oh, and yeah. that's yeah. your circuit? Um we we tend to not do that many festivals anymore. Um we tend to do more theaters, um, you know, larger venues like that, kind of where we're playing specifically to our audience. You know, we call them stillheads, you know, (laughs) playing those concerts for stillheads. But we still do. There's a great festival in upstate New York called Gray Fox, um, which is very similar kind of in tone to Telluride. Um, So we, we play that, if not every year, every other year type of thing. There's a great um, festival in Bristol, Tennessee called Rhythm and Roots, um, which it's more of almost like a, a broad-based Americana festival, and we play that, same thing, if not every year, every other year. Um, so th- those tend to be our, if we if we do festivals, they're more the broader um, Americana type or, or kind of modern bluegrass type festival. Um, we don't do a whole lot of super traditional things, because um, that's you listen to our sound, and it's it's blues based. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely yes rooted. We play bluegrass instruments, but you know it's not the typical bluegrass approach or bluegrass sound. I hear a lot of bands call themselves rocky grass or jam grass, mm-hmm. and they're jam just grass. moving that name around. Yeah, yeah. is there a um, traditional attire for a steelhead? Is there some way to <laughs> to visually identify them? Um, well, I think, I think the color. best thing would be, you know, to, to buy your steel driver t-shirt uh-huh. and show up, you know, with your steel. That goes without saying. Of course you have to wear the t-shirt. And, uh, and we've got some really great looking hats. We have two hats these days. Um, for those in the know, we have a trucker hat. Oh. Very popular. And it has our new logo that says keep on steel driving, which is super fun. Right. And we also have a dad hat. So. There you Excellent. Go. <laughs> so I have a question about your, uh, uh, so you, you're a graduate of Belmont University. I am. And yes. you're also an instructor there at Belmont right I now. I was. I, I hate to say retired. I'm too young to say I retired. Oh, you're way too young for that. Um, but um, it, it was a good problem to be in. I had taught there for 14 or 15 years as an adjunct. Um, and then the band was getting so, so busy mm-hmm. that it, it was just time for me to... Um, let that go and and just really focus on the band. So as far as your your attendance at, at Belmont then as a student, did that what did that do to prepare you for this career that you embarked on after the university? Wow, you know, um, funny thing, 
um, I was a classical major when I was there. Oh, wow. Um, and they, they had commercial music, but it wasn't as defined, you know, with the string program. It was more for the electric guitars and, you know, basses and keyboard, drums and all that sort of thing. Um, so I just really focused on, on playing my instrument and um, trying to, to push myself to become the best player that I could, could be. And certainly, I think um, studying music theory, music history, just all those things made me, uh, you know, the player that I am today. And then were you kind of playing as a fiddle player sort of on the side during that classical oh, music yeah. experience? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Uh -huh. Yeah, always, you know, doing gigs and improvising and, and you know, kind of keeping up that side of my musicality at the same time. Well, that's fantastic. So the shows with the Steel Drivers tonight, tomorrow night, and Sunday night at yes. Egyptian Theater. Um, give us a little uh, teaser of what that what people would expect. Oh, we're going to have a blast. You know, this is our second year in a row that we've gotten to come out here, so we are super excited. Um, these days we do, uh, it's almost like a greatest hits show at the moment. Um, we try to incorporate um, songs from every record, so if you have a favorite song from Reckless, um, hopefully we'll we'll fit it into the set. We will preview a few new tracks from the new record, which is done in the can. We have a release date of February the 7th. I'll keep an eye out for that. So we are super excited about that. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to have uh, a lot of fun, and um, we'll, we'll probably, over the course of the three nights, try to mix it up every night. So, if you, so people can go more than one night. That's what I was going to say. Or all three. Come, you know, uh, <laughs> if they already have times. a ticket for tonight, because as we said, tonight's sold tonight's out unless sold you're a Pharaoh Club. That's right. right. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll try to stretch it out a little bit and, and play some different songs. So if people you know, are planning on coming multiple nights, they'll hear some different things. All right. Well, you've been listening to Tammy King. She's the original member and fiddle player of the Steel Drivers. They are at Egyptian Theater tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, as we said. And if you're looking for tickets or information, go to parkcityshows.com. Thanks for joining Come us. Come on out, everybody. Thanks for joining us, Tammy. Thanks. I'm Lucas Nelson of Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real. You're listening to KPCW Radio in Park City, which is what I always listen to when I'm in Park City. If you enjoy quality community radio that's real, stay tuned right here to KPCW. It's time for those weekend events, but I can't find my page. <laughs> well, okay. Um, we'll just uh, share. Hold on for a second. Here, and, uh, let me start. All right, you start. All right, it's one final weekend for Halloween-themed family fun in the Heber Valley. Check out the Kids Hay Maze and Pumpkin Patch at Kohler Creamery, the Pumpkin Train Rides at the Heber Valley Railroad, or the Sleepy Hollow Wagon Rides that take place at Soldier Hollow, traversing the haunted forest where the Headless Horseman is supposed to dwell. And it's dumpster days this weekend. Dispose of your large residential waste or yard clippings near the Recycle Center today and tomorrow between 9 and 4. No hazardous materials will be accepted at this collection day. It's for residential waste too big for your garbage can and for your yard waste collection. If you take your chills with a little more thrill, then try the Nightwalk Hollywood Horrors Haunted House in Heber. Uh, that is running this weekend and then Halloween night. 
And after Halloween, they have two nights where it's like Monsters Unleashed. There's three levels that you can participate in, in the No Scare, the Regular, or the Slasher Pass. Check that out at Nightwalk in Heber City. Jeremy Ranch's Jeremy Ranch Elementary's PTO is hosting a Halloween dance party in Spook Alley after school from 5 to 8 with magician Paul Brewer and a DJ dance party for all ages. The event is free for Jeremy Ranch school students, parents, and siblings. Costumes are encouraged. Costumes are always encouraged, I say, pretty much everything. At Egyptian Theater this weekend, as you just heard, Bluegrass String Band, The Steel Drivers are on stage with shows tonight, tomorrow at 8, Sunday at 6. Um, if you missed it, we just spoke with Tammy King, the fiddle player and founder of the band. You can find tickets and information at parkcityshows.com. Park City Film is screening Brittany Runs a Marathon tonight and tomorrow night at Park City Library's Jim Santee Auditorium at 8. And Sunday at 6, it's a hilarious and uplifting story about believing in yourself with the determination to achieve your goals. It's rated R. For live music options tonight, Patti Smythe and Scandal are at DeJoria Center in Camas. We should be talking to her shortly. The band J-Whale, featuring Steve Mollitz and Keto B of Particle, are at the cabin. Lavelle Dupree is at Downstairs. Backyard Revival is at Silver Star Cafe. Mullet Hatchet is at the Spur Bar and Grill. And there's karaoke at Flanagan's. And for tomorrow, Saturday, join the Swanner Preserve and Eco Center's Saturday morning nature walk this and every Saturday until November the 30th from 8.30 to 10 a.m. to explore the Swanner Preserve's wetlands with a guide. Sign up and get more details at swannereco.org. Kids and adults can costume up for the fun 5K trick-or-treat run with Basin Recreation from 11 to 1 tomorrow. Pre-register with Basin Rec and you start the run from the Fieldhouse. If you're in the Camas area, take the kids to the Summit County Library for a magic show with magician Paul Brewer and a costume parade between 11 and 1. And if you haven't somehow haven't caught magician Paul Brewer's set yet, he'll also be at the Ledges Event Center in Colville from 1 to 2, doing magic tricks for the kids. And despite all these Halloween-themed events, winter is coming. Do you know how we know? Because it's time for the annual screening of Warren Miller's latest film, which happens to be his 70th, titled Timeless. It's screening at the Eccles Center Saturday night and is presented by Park City Institute. Tickets and information can be found at parkcityinstitute.org. For music on the town tomorrow night, L-Dub and Miss DJ Lux are at the cabin. Take Five Jazz Trio is at Silver Star Cafe. Dia de los Muertos Dance Party with the band Spock Clock is at OP Rockwell. And Shuffle will be at the Spur. Traditionally, uh, the Saturday before Halloween has become a big costume night for people that... <laughs> Uh, I don't know, find Halloween's a weeknight and they don't want to do it on a weeknight. So I think that this gives you the opportunity to do your costume on Saturday and then maybe redo it on um, actual Halloween because there's going to be things to do that night too. Yes. Personally, I believe in doing your costume and then tweaking it to get, you know, get to it get even it better. Right the second Yeah, time. you realize like, oh, I should have had a pocket somewhere. Yeah. Or, so I, I believe never in enough that. pockets, you know. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One year I dressed as, um, actually it was for Summerween, I dressed as Eve, and I wore like, um, like a tank top and boy short, um, nude colored boy short underwear. 
it's summer and I, okay. ma I made this huge snake that I sewed and like wrapped around my body um, but I realized I needed a pocket and I thought I could have put a pocket in the snake in the snake that's yeah. what I was gonna think design flaw snakes with pouches so anyway <laughs> okay so there you go that's the upcoming events on KPCW's morning mix Okay, well, coming up uh, next, we'll have Patty Smythe of, uh, of Patty Smythe and Scandal. And she'll be playing uh, tonight at the Jejori Center. She'll be calling in uh, live here in just a few moments. Hey, you know what? Before that happens, um, since we're talking about Halloween, will you play one of our Halloween songs for me? I have a special request. Okay, what's your request? I want to hear, it's by Fifth Harmony, and it's called I'm in Love with a Monster. I just happen to have that one oh, ready excellent. to go. And uh, here you go. This is the Fifth, the Fifth Harmony on KPCW's Morning Mix.
monster. Hit me! Hit me! That's Fifth Harmony on KPCW's Morning Mix. I'm in love with the monster. We'll be right back. Do you like what you hear on KPCW? Help support public radio in your community by donating on our website. It's easy. Go to kpcw.org and click the Donate button on the top right-hand side of the screen. Here at KPCW, we turn listeners into neighbors by keeping you informed on what's happening in your community. Show your KPCW love by donating on kpcw.org. This is Earl Foote with Nexus IT. Nexus IT Consultants proudly supports KPCW and other local nonprofit organizations since 1998. Nexus IT contributes off-lease computers and IT equipment to nonprofit organizations throughout communities in Utah. More information, 435-487-9099 or nexusitc.net. Hi, this is Katie Wang from Park City Film, inviting you to gather up your friends, family, and favorite popcorn bowl and come on over to the Santee Auditorium to see the finest and independent film in a unique community setting. Who knows? You might even win something in the raffle. Films are rolling now, so check out our calendar at parkcityfilm.org and then join us on Friday and Saturday nights at 8 p.m. or Sundays at 6 p.m. Park City Film is a member-supported nonprofit organization and sponsor of KPCW's Friday Film Review. I love that song. I'm in love with a monster. That's a great song, man. I was, I was <laughs> so, laughing the whole time. So I picked all these, or I found all these songs, and some of them are, you know, to play during the Halloween time, and some of them are kind of obvious, like uh, scary monsters and super creeps, you know, David Bowie, spiders, and, you know, like, but then there's those ones that I thought, well, and then there's when else are you going to play I'm in love with a monster right, by Fifth Harmony? Right. Warren Zavon, you get to hear that all year round anyway. Yeah, I don't know that anyone pronounces Zavon the way you do. I, I think it's Warren Zevon, but Zivon. Um, that Zivon, might just be sure. your Rudyism. Why don't we just uh, have him on sometime and we'll ask him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, we're hoping to talk to Patty Smythe with Scandal. Um, she's traveling on her way to Utah, and they said she would be able to call from the airport, but you know how that goes. I, you never know what's what going on. She's yeah. in on. So hopefully she'll call in, and we'll talk to her. She's playing. They're playing tonight at DeJoria Center, and um, see what happens. But uh, we have one song from her we could put on right now. Can you play uh, Warrior? Absolutely. This is uh, Patty Smythe, Warrior, on KPCW's Morning Mix. <laughs>
I'm Yarl Moan. I'm the CEO of NPR and also a part-time resident of Park City and a member of the Broadcasters Club. A lot of news today is presented in a way that's sensational or ideological. Sometimes that's entertaining, but it isn't journalism. Fact-based journalism is the backbone of what we do at NPR and KPCW. Please become a member of the Broadcasters Club. If you're interested in becoming a Broadcasters Club member, please contact Wendy by sending an email to wendy at kpcw.org. It's the KPCW Park City Main Street Music Crawl. Hey, JW, what is the dress code? What should I wear? Well, you can go Park City Funky Doodle, Mountain Eclectic, or just Colorful and Fun. KPCW presents the Park City Main Street Music Crawl Saturday, November 16th, 7.30 p.m. until its last call. 35 bucks in advance are free to broadcaster club members. Tickets and details at kpcw.org. You feel like dancing? Oh, baby. We want to thank our sponsors for this show, Squatters Roadhouse Grill and Wasatch Brew Pub, San Francisco Design, and Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Utah Properties. Halloween is coming up, and I will be with KPCW Broadcasting live um, from the Main Street trick-or-treating that's on thursday halloween from 3 to 5 p.m followed by the dog parade after that and we'll be broadcasting live and we'll do cut twos out to the street randy will be in here at the at the helm doing his regular show and cast out to the street and we'll if you come by we'll usually out front of uh which is the cabin now and um come by and say hi we'll put you on air Talk a little bit about what you're wearing, you know, like a red carpet. Like, who are you wearing? What, what are you wearing what's tonight? What's inspired well, this? Well, it's Halloween, so what should I wear? I don't know. You know, Something it's not just for kids a anymore. <laughs> a snake with a pocket. Yeah, last year I was a mermaid, and I was thinking about resurrecting that, but um, it was kind of, it's a chilly costume. There's not a lot to it. Um, was there a pocket? There was not a pocket. Okay, the well, The pocket see, is yeah, the theme. You could resurrect You know, it. one year, way back... When the uh, when Flanagan's was um, what was it after Pop Jenks before Fat Tire it was one of those and um, God I just looked down and I found clumps of money all night long I think I went home with like one hundred forty eight dollars because okay, no one had a, a pocket Halloween <laughs> so think about that when you plan your costume and masks that you can't um, eat and drink with. That's silly. Or a box. People that wear something big and they can't get through a crowd. Right. Again, I say, like, beginner's mistake. I'm not yes. going to do that again. And if you have a spacesuit, uh, you'll find out about this on a way where don't tell me tonight. But if you have a spacesuit, have the arms that you can actually raise up over your head. Yeah, you need movable pieces. Absolutely. You need to, And my third prerequisite is you have to be able to go to the bathroom. Well, so those are three mistakes that I see people make. So you need to be able to move through a crowd, be able to eat or drink, and you need to be able to go to the bathroom. And if you have one of those box suits around your whole body, mm -hmm. it's a little tough. Mm -hmm. a little yeah. Tough. Yeah. My son one year had a big box suit that a friend of his was making all this stuff with cardboard. But uh, yeah, he couldn't sit down. He could <laughs> it was fun for the time. But <laughs> oh, boy. Are you, you don't seem like a costume guy. Well, you know, I, usually my costume consists of uh, dressing up like a rock star with really long hair and answering the door when the kids come trick-or-treating okay. at my house. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I try something. to get the funky John Lennon glasses and stuff like that, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I try not to scare them too bad. Why don't we go out with one more Halloween song? One more Halloween song. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh.
That is Pentatonics. It is straight up 10 o'clock, and you've been listening to The Morning Mix on KPCW Park City. And thank you, Christy, for having me on today as a guest host. It's great talking to you. Here's NPR News.